Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined, as always, by Alice and Aletha. What's going on, Al? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Happy December. It's the end of the year. Crazy. That's weird. Yes, it it's is. Been a, I feel like it's been a good year. I mean, in our world, game world, it's been a good year. Yeah. Yeah. 2023 was a tough one, if I'm being honest, for... For like a lot the, of stuff. The home yeah. side, but uh, yeah. this, yeah, for for Zelda, I mean, yeah, what what can you? Any year that you get a new, like a big new 3D Zelda game, that's a good year. Mm-hmm. And, I guess uh, I yeah. just mean like it's been a rough couple of years. 2020s have been a rough couple of years, and I just feel yeah. like 2023 has been kind of nice. Yeah, in terms like there's just like so many quality games to play. It feels mm-hmm. like it feels like the the rhythm. Is, is a little bit back on track after COVID, uh, yeah. you know, ground, ground, grinded, whatever, uh, grounded all to a halt. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's been, uh, it's been a nice year in terms of like, I never felt like I like was just like, all right, like, what am I playing now? Like, right. You know? Yeah. That, Although, that was definitely 2022. Definitely felt like that the whole year. Even, even in this year, I was just like, well, I have, there's all these, like, new games, but I'm going to play, like, Super Metroid again, or I just bought, like, the <laughs> Castlevania Advance Collection because I wanted to play it. So, like, you know, there's there's always that. But yeah. Um, so I wanted to mention one thing because you said you were shopping the other yeah. day. And last week you said that uh, you had the new Zelda and Ganondorf Amiibo and that yep. uh, I, I felt a little shame, actually, for not having them yet. 
even though I uh-huh. didn't really like want to go out and buy them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so Sam and I were shopping yesterday. Um, we're going through the mall and we come out of a store and it's right beside EB games slash GameSpot. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I got to go in and just see if they have these stupid things and I got to go buy them if they do. So I, I walked in and sure enough, they were, these things were like thrown. They were strewn about or strewn about on like the shelf. Like they weren't hanging nicely, but they, sure enough, uh-huh. there was Zelda and there was Ganondorf. And so I, I actually, I did pick them up. I do have them on my little Zelda shelf. It's around the corner. Anybody watching us live on twitch.tv forward slash ZeldaCast can't see that, but I do have them. They are there. And my Zelda Amiibo collection is now whole once again. Nice. I love it. I actually thought that uh, the... I, I love the pose of, of Zelda. Like, I think that Amiibo looks mm-hmm. really good, but the face I thought was a little bit lacking detail. I was actually really impressed with Ganondorf, how, like, detailed that one was. Particularly yeah, putting him up to, like, the other, like, the Smash Ganondorf Amiibo. Like, they've, mm-hmm. they've certainly come a long way. Yeah. Um, I do think that sometimes, like, the Amiibo, when you look too closely at them, you're just like... you know because they look really good when they're marketed they look good on the shelf but when you do look too closely i thought the same thing about the the zelda and the loft wing amiibo because it's such a gorgeous amiibo but when you look a little too close at like some of the details it's it's a bit rough but yeah i rearranged my shelf up there to get the amiibo can't really see it on stream but i rearranged my other zelda's my other zelda shelves so you can see tingle front and center now that's that's what's important I'm trying yeah. to make out what's in, like, the very corner up there. Is that... What do we got there? Is that Midna, Wolf Link, up there? Um, the that very corner, very directly corner. above Tingle's head. Uh, no, that would be Sheik and, like, uh, Link on the horse. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I, you know, Link on the horse is kind of close to Wolf Link. Yeah, horse, in there. And then, and then next to them, like, directly above the Korok is the new Zelda amiibo. So, nice. yeah. Um, so, the, one last thing I wanted to bring up before we started this... Uh, this definitive ranking episode where we're going to be definitively ranking tears of the kingdom is two and a half borderline three years later, finally cracked open that skyward sword puzzle that, uh, yeah. that I got when the game came out. So I started working on that last night. This is the time of year. You guys always do a puzzle, right? Well, that's in dispute Al, because I oh. wanted to do it in the summer when we got it. And Samantha was like, that that's a cold weather activity. Okay, that makes total sense to me. Once what? again, I am on Sam's. No, I was like, "What are you talking?" A puzzle. Wait, a puzzle is an anytime activity. Speaking of you and Sam, I want to bring this up, and here's me plugging the Patreon for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to you and Sam review the Twilight movie. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. I really want you guys to watch the rest of the series, and I want to be there when you do. Because first of all, just having Sam like remember all that stuff, but also you because she's trying to tell you the story, and you're like, "This sounds nuts," and I'm like, "He has no idea." <laughs> uh, hey, I just there's, see you guys there's an open room for you at my place. Anytime you want to come down, <laughs> as long as you want to stay, you just let me know, and we can. We can <laughs> We're make gonna that have happen. a Twilight marathon. She Anyways. Was- she was. She was it, trying to give me the the gist of like Breaking Dawn, and I was just like, "What, what? the f?" Like, yeah, it's like this sounds um, like a fever dream. Like I just took LSD or something. Like, yeah. So that's part of the Patreon. If you guys want to, you know, check out the Spateri's review. That that was a that was a really fun one. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, there's a lot of outtakes on that one. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so good, though. I had yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, I was. We had fun too. I had a lot of fun. 
<laughs> I could tell you guys were like, I, I could tell that you were messing around, and Sam's just like, okay, like we're trying yeah. to we're trying to record this, but still, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll uh, keep that exact same format going forward, but uh, for Twilight, I felt like that was a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Let's get down to business here, Al. This is an episode I think everybody's been waiting for for a long time. For a long time. So, before we get there, we should play it with one last topic. (laughs) Game Awards. (laughs) The Game Awards are going on this Thursday. This Thursday is the 7th? Yes. The 7th. Okay. Um, We we have not decided if we're going to live stream the Game Awards or not yet. There's a chance we may. There's a chance we may not. So, um... So, you know, keep it, keep your eyes peeled on our, uh, on our Twitch, which of course is again, uh, twitch.tv forward slash ZeldaCast. Maybe we're going live and if we're going live, we're probably going live with a couple other of our Zelda dungeon, uh, pals that might float in and out of the chat. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe so, maybe not. You know, we'll figure it out. Um, okay. but yeah, that's going down this Thursday. Tears of the Kingdom is of course up for game of the year. And we are going to determine whether that game is worthy of Game of the Year right now by definitively ranking it. So depending on the score that Al and I assign, Tears of the Kingdom could determine its fate this Thursday at the Game Awards. <laughs> Do you think that's fair to say? No, but, <laughs> you don't but think, sure. It's... You don't think my man Knightley is watching? No. <laughs> Damn it. I don't think he also has to say, but... I, I'm pretty confident that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win Game of the Year. I am so, too. Yeah. But um, I'm curious to see where this stands in our definitive ranking. I actually haven't really been keeping track of all my other definitive rankings of the series. So no. I don't know where it's going to fall. But I have a feeling, I have a feeling I'm going to rate this pretty average. Does I, that make sense? I was kind of thinking about this last night. And... Um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is such a weird game for me because like yeah. I'm looking at all the criteria and I'm looking and I'm like I think I could rank a lot of this like very highly mm-hmm. but do I rate the game overall as a package highly that's where I'm just like I'm not sure yeah like, I, I, it, like it's such a and and listen I, I know that there's some people out there that want us to just like polish up Tears of the Kingdom and rainbows and happiness and whatever all the time and there's certainly going to be some of that but, I mean, we also, we have to be real. We have to be true when we have to tell you what we think, right? And, like, yeah. there are, I, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom is complicated for me because there was so much good but so much stuff that I didn't want that was there that it just, um, it's a complex game. So I'm interested to see where this is going to take us as we kind of, mm-hmm. you know, go through the categories. So let's just lay down the rules of engagement here really quickly. Uh, Definitive Ranking is a series that was created by our, our pals Gooey and Moss over on the uh, now de- defunct, I don't know if it's defunct or not, Hyrule, excuse me, Hyrule Compendium, um, where you take 10, let's call them categories, uh, these these are the ingredients, 10 ingredients that we feel is critical to making a key Zelda game. All mm-hmm. Zelda games have these 10 ingredients, and we're going to rank them on how good those ingredients are. So, a 5 is best of the best don't get better than that and a one is well it's the opposite of that um and i'll really quickly name off the uh, the categories here uh just so that everybody's on the same page and then we're going to dive right into it so the 10 categories in question are the world the art style the story the pacing and progression which is i think the, the sneakiest most underrated 
um, category that we rank. Gameplay and combat, items and abilities, dungeons, enemies and bosses, side content and extras, and the music. So, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm ready too. Okay. Let's talk about the world. And this is going to get us kicked off in an interesting note because this is like like a paradox because you can't say that the world isn't great, right? But like right. I'm going to give it a 2. Okay, why? I'm going to give it a two because it's the same world as Breath of the Wild. And and mm -hmm. to me, like, that's such a big blow to to not only this individual category with the world, but, like, the, the game as a whole. Like, that really, it really permeates throughout the whole experience for me that this is the same world as Breath of the Wild. Now, I, listen, that world is, is gigantic. There's always new things to find. There's always new things to do. And... And the reason I'm not giving it a one is because I, I know that Nintendo did go above and beyond to to add some extra stuff to this world. Um, the cave systems, I think, are great. But in my mind, I'm like, once you've seen a couple of these cave systems, you, you, you almost kind of have seen them all a little bit. Mm -hmm. The depths, I would say, are a, another great idea. But again, it's, it's not like there is... It's not like there's like so much down there. Like like you could be on one corner of the depths and on the complete opposite side of the map and, and everything looks the same and there's probably as much to do with each other as the other side. And so like you, you couldn't really use that and say like, well, they added the depths, which makes the world like so much more um, explorable and so much more robust. And then I would say the same thing of the sky, which which is a great concept. And there are moments where you're just like, this is awesome. But like it, there's so few objects around there that it's... It do, all of those things don't like when you add them all up for me it's still it's not enough the 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 addition of all of those things like the caves the depths the the sky the new features in in the overworld and there are some those added up do not outweigh it's the same world as breath of the wild that i've already spent 300 hours in does that make sense mm -hmm. yeah i hear you which is and I, I feel like that's a little bit unfair but i mean that's how that's how I feel. And like, I like, yeah. I feel, I've almost felt like guilty saying, it cause like the world, if you've, if you've never played breath of the wild, this is like a 10 out of five world, right? Like, yeah. And I, I agree with you in a way because I can't remember. Have we definitively ranked breath of the wild? I don't know. We've done so many. I don't episodes. think we have actually. I can't believe we're almost at 300 episodes. Anyway. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, if, if I were speaking on breath of the wild here, I'd probably rate the world really high, like four. 4.5 out of 5, something of that nature. And I think I would want to do the same justice for Tears because it's still a fantastic world, but I, I hear what you're saying, and that's why it would dock me personally down to a 3, not not necessarily a 2, because right. I think the cave system was really cool. I thought the deaths, depths initially, oh god, I can't talk, initially, when I first fell out. into them, <laughs> oh my god, when I first fell into them and like was first exploring them was also really cool. But then you, when you kind of explore all of them, you're it's like a lot and mm. it's a lot of empty. Um, the sky is also very cool. But then again, when you start hopping islands, you're like, this is a lot of the same. So I think because it's so much and then 
there is like a lot to do to keep you busy, but then at the same time, a lot to do to keep you busy sometimes starts to feel like this is really excessive. Yeah, yeah. That's what kind of takes me down a notch in the world. So I'm going to give this world a three um, right. because I still really like it. I'd probably rate Breath of the Wild higher just because it started it initially. But I hear what you're saying that part of it also does feel the same. However, part of it also just feels like it's evolved. Like how Death Mountain, all the lava has like hardened at that point to new terrain, which I think is really cool. Um, The sand in the Gerudo region where you can go like it's it used to be so empty and just sand. But now you can go underneath and there's like a lot of cool um, runes in there. So, yeah, I, I think this is a really exceptional world. There's a lot to do, but sometimes it does feel like too much and too much of the same. So I'm going to say three for me. Yeah. And, and like, like, you're right. Like, it, it's so strange because I, I feel like, like, I feel guilty giving it a low score. Because again, if, if Breath of the Wild is not, if that game doesn't exist, this is like, this is a 10 out of five. Like, there's so, right. there's so much to do. And, and part of the, re- I, I think you actually touched on something that I want to talk about when we get to side content and stuff. It's like, there is so much for you to do, it's but it's much. like, it's like, do you want to do this stuff? You know, like, it's yeah. stuff that you want to actually, actually get done. Am I actually having fun? Yeah. yeah. Or am I just like plugging away to get the hundo? Um, yeah. And I think you're probably in a better position to speak on that than I am. There was a point where I was like, I am honestly so done with this game, but I'm plugging away to get the hundo. Yeah. So. So I I just, I think, like I said, this Tears of the Kingdom is so strange because like Mm -hmm. the world is incredible. And yet, Mm -hmm. like I'm kind of dunking on it a little bit because it's so similar to what we've done before. It's like, I'm trying to think of like a good analogy, but it's like. You know, some people don't like the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels because it's too much Jack Sparrow or something. It was, like, too much of a good thing. And I mm-hmm. think... I don't know that this is quite the same. This this is actually probably a poor analogy, Al. I'm sorry. But, like, <laughs> okay. this... It's not, it's not like it's too much of a good thing, although it kind of is. But it's just, like... I guess not what I wanted. Like, I love the world. I Could you have done more with the Breath of the Wild world? Yeah, I think so. But, like, did I you know, did I want them to actually go back and say like, oh, okay, well, like now you can, now you can actually do a bunch of other stuff in the world. And and I've said this before, and this is this, I feel like this always sounds dumb when I say it, but like if, if gameplay is your thing in a video game, which, it, which is dumb. Cause like, of course it probably should be, but like, you know, there are other factors like aesthetic and story and, and blah, 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 blah. But like if, if just pure raw gameplay is your thing, you're probably just like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, there's so many new ways I can interact with this world, new ways I can um, get, a, like, build things and stuff like that. Like, the score makes no sense to me. And that's fine. I just, like, for me, my my love of, like, the gameplay mechanics, which we'll talk about, is it, it doesn't, like, it doesn't overweigh the other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Okay, well, we got a two and a three here. Let's go to the art style. Al, I kicked it off last time. Why don't you take us away? Okay. Um, I think art style is an easy five for the Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom art style. I think it's beautiful. I think it, um, it's kind of interesting because I don't know if I was quite feeling it when I initially saw it back in 2014, but I feel like it's completely grown. I feel like it's almost the face of Zelda now and Mm -hmm. what it looks like and what, when people think Zelda, they almost, it's like, they're probably going to think Breath of the Wild now or Tears of the Kingdom. Um, For me, it's Ocarina of Time, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's almost, it's been so long that it's almost like the face. And I think it's beautiful. I think, um, 
I'm just like thinking of all the scenery. I'm thinking of how Zelda looks in tears. It's just absolutely gorgeous in some shots. And, um, you know, the dragons too, because the dragons are a big part of it. Well, a, a dragon is a big part of this game. It's just absolutely incredible. Ganondorf just looks so sick and like massive and scary. And um, it's just like overall an extremely beautiful game. So for me, this is like the easiest five I could give. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I was going to say five. Like, I love this art style. It's very Studio Ghibli-esque. I loved it in Breath of the Wild. I love it in Tears of the Kingdom. And I do think that there's enough between um, like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom to to also kind of get away from my previous criticism, which is like it's just the same thing. I think you look at like the character designs of Ganondorf. I think you look at like the Re-Deads. You look at like the Like-Likes. Uh, there's, there's so many like awesome-looking enemies, uh the light dragon looks incredible. The, the design of Raru and the Zonai. I mean, like, mm -hmm. you go down the list, like, this game, I feel like, just looks spectacular. You know, I can sit here and bemoan the world and how it's a little bit similar. But, like, when you actually go down to the depths, it's like, golly, this looks awesome. Like, the mm -hmm. there's the fire temple over there and, like, the, the light roots and the way that they illuminate the darkness. And then we're talking about some of the, the, like, costumes and stuff that you can get, too. I love the, like, the owl glider suit or, like you know, just the big Link's Awakening head. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. There's there's so many things that I feel like just work really, really well. It's, it's going to be weird, like, seeing a new art style for a mainline Zelda game that's not this. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, I was also thinking, um, remember when the art book got leaked and we were, yeah. like, starting to see some of those first images and stuff of, like, the new things? And there was just so much new. We, we do dog on their stuff being a lot of the same, but there was so much new art, especially with just yeah. the Zonai and their structures, the sky, the um, how the islands and their, like... Um, like the nature and the plants and stuff are so much different than the than the surface, but it's also the same in the depths. How like the the critters and the the plant life is so much different down there than it is up above, and I think that's such great attention to detail. Like they might not have had that attention to detail in the lore and the story, but they did in the artwork, and I think it's beautiful and incredible. Um, and and like we we didn't even mention the sky too, which I feel looks just it has like this this autumn fall kind of aesthetic yeah. to it. It just it yeah. looks. It looks fantastic, and the, and the constructs look great. Uh, yeah, like, everything... There's so much in this game. That, like, everything just looks, like, really, really well done, really awesome. I, like... I do want them to, to move on from this art style to give the new Zelda game a new identity, but it's... I'm gonna miss this art style. I think that this was, like, one... It, probably my favorite art style in Zelda ever, actually. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe... Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask kind of is what it is. There's nothing... That's just kind of like a, a base default almost, I feel like. But, like, yeah, yeah this, this one... Mm -hmm. This one, I, I really love it. And I'm, I am going to be sad to uh, to see it go. But, mm -hmm. yeah, so much of this game just looks, like, absolutely incredible. Um, that this is probably the easiest five for me on the yep. list. So, let's talk about story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, there Speaking, goes... Speaking of easy fives, no, I'm kidding. This is not a five. Um, uh oh, I have two scores in my mind. Okay, I'm watching Andy like I'm, work this out. In I'm his gonna head. give it. I'm gonna give it a two. I'm gonna oh, give it a two. Man. The other, oh man! Oh man! The other, the other score in my mind was a one. To be honest, no, Andy. Oh no. Okay, explain. So, Here's the thing. I think we, we've we done a lot of uh, deep diving 
into the various regional phenomenon, into the various story, into our spoiler cast. All of those episodes are in the vault. You go check them out if you want long-form explanation of why I am, you know, dunking on this a little bit. But I think the thing for me is, again, the lack of structure to the story. Um, it, it, like, it irked me finding all of the... Um, not memories, dragon tears, not in sequential order. And I know that there's like that little room that apparently says what order you're supposed to find it in. But I, I know, I mean, you missed it. I missed it. We're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's very, it's very easy to miss. And this, yeah. this sequence of, of memories, let's just call them memories because that's what they were in breath of the wild. So this sequence of memories actually needs to be told in a sequential order to fully realize and understand it. And in breath of the wild, that wasn't the case. To an extent, maybe it was, but not to nearly to the same degree. A lot of those were just, like, various snapshots of what those characters were like, their personalities, stuff like that. This was an active story that was, like, happening along, and, like, I got... Spoilers. I got the scene where Sonya dies as, like, my third one, and I was like, uh, okay. Oh, eh. yeah. So... Here, let me, let me interrupt you for just a quick second, because I have all the same complaints, but that was going to go into my pacing. Okay. So, and I was going to try really hard not to let the pacing conduct how I felt about the story so do you think like if you weren't considering the pacing at all like how do you feel about the story um I get to answer that question I I guess I feel like first of all like that to me doesn't feel like a pacing issue that feels like a story structure issue Uh, I I I see where you're coming from Uh like I I think overall the story is like fine it's um it's like it's fine like it's you you meet Raru and Sonya, who are just like these, unfortunately, these paper thin characters that don't have a lot to them. Mm-hmm. You, you do have like the really, I, I really like the Unobo Corp portion of the of the game. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and I think that like much like Breath of the Wild, like this game has like like nice like micro stories, but as an overall narrative, I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's like it's kind of fine, like. Zelda, once again, I would have liked to see Zelda more actively engaged in the story. Um, now, what they did with her was fine. Like, that that was as good a reason as you probably could have to kind of push her off to the side. But I, I would have liked to see more of that. Um, I would have, like... I, another example of what kind of irks me about the story and the structure is, like, when you randomly stumble upon the spirit temple and you're just like, oh, okay. And then you, you get to the end of the game at Lookout Landing and it's just like... You, it's like... Oh, here's this like new big quest with like the the rings in Kakariko. Like I bypassed that whole thing, like the whole thing. So like I, again, it, it even though I did it, it felt like I missed out on on a bunch of stuff that was happening. And so I guess my my thing with the story is this: like the draconification part that was cool, definitely. Um, the final boss fight was cool, but like, you know, why is why is Ganondorf just kicking it in the depths? Why did Zelda transform back into herself at the end? Like why? It, it, like where's all the zone eye like it's just like there's a lot of like attention to detail i think that's just like it throws it off for me like like i don't know just it, it didn't hit in the way that i want and when you boil it down to what you're suggesting al i feel like the story is like just so basic it's like zelda travels back to the past she needs to fix master sword she's gonna turn herself into a dragon to do it that's the story like who are the sages like who are these people like who are where like, do, do we see Sidon really have, like, an arc? I, I guess maybe sort of he turns into a king, but, like, is that really 
You know what I mean? Like, Riju is is a, is a new leader now, but, like, does she... I don't know. Like, I feel like, of, of anyone, Yunobo kind of got the most story of, of anybody in the whole game. And I... I yeah, like, I, I'm trying not to sound, like, too harsh or too critical, because, like, there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but I feel like... Again, like I, I, I just feel like I wanted more. Like, I, like you got this cool Ganondorf, right? And like he's mm-hmm. he's barely in the story, and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. And he's a very passive character, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. It, like, there, it, there's just like a whole checklist of stuff. Like, why is it? Why is it gloom instead of malice? I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's stuff yeah. like that. It's like okay, now again, like and again, like I think the fake Zelda stuff was cool, but like the payoff for that was kind of like. It was a great fight, which we'll talk about when we get to boss fights, but, like, was, like, as a story element, it's like, oh, this could have been really cool, but, like, instead, it's like, okay, well, I guess it was Phantom Ganon, and I've already mm-hmm. beat this guy, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I've rambled on for too long. I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit down on the story. It's a two for me. Okay, I understand. As you were explaining, and I was thinking what I would rate my story, I had a thought about how... I'm rating my story kind of average, and then I was like, I actually think the world is a lot better than the story, so I'm going to go back a couple steps and rank my world up to a four instead of a three. Okay, okay. Uh, and the reason I had that thought is because you can, I, re- I just remembered, like, you can travel so seamlessly between any part of the world, and it's incredible. And that is, like, not an easy feat to do, like... Nintendo talks about how they were like, we want to make it so there's no loading screens. You can drop from the sky straight down to the bottom. Um, you can build stuff to get in between the two or the three spaces and like going into the, the the caves. And so all of that like kind of overshadowed what we, the negatives we talked about. And I was like, I got to bump this up to a four. Anyway, mm-hmm. so world is four for me. Story is three. <laughs> okay. I I think I think the story is actually really good and I love it. I just think that there's so much room for improvement that I'm going to give it kind of an average score. Yeah. I would have loved to have a little bit more understanding of Ganondorf's um, ambitions and motivations instead of this guy's just evil. I would have yeah. liked to know how he figured out about the secret stones. He just kind of saw them and was like, I, oh, that's what. Hey, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just like, but how do you even know those exist? Um... I would have loved um, a little bit more continuity in between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I know I've beaten that horse to death, but I feel like that's something that's really hindered my experience. I know it hasn't hindered everybody's experience, but it definitely hindered mine. So I just, I think this story could be a five if they just, if they tried just a little bit hard to dig in and get a little bit deeper with some of the characters, some of the stories, some of the different like aspects and continuity between the two games and i just think it fell flat a little bit but it's still mm-hmm. like with such a substantial story like zelda her dra- uh, draconification the end battle with ganondorf was just so spectacular um even though it doesn't really make sense that zelda changed back that whole free fall to save her was just probably one of my favorite zelda moments ever so i think that it's like incredible it just has a couple things that misfired for me it's very much like Breath of the Wild, that story. Like, there's a collection of these, like, incredible moments, but when you glue them together to make, like, a cohesive mm-hmm. narrative, it just, like, yeah. you, you can see the patchwork. You can see that things don't exactly fit exactly the way that you're hoping that they would. Mm-hmm. 
No, I, I mean, I, I, I pretty much agree with everything that you said. Like, I just, I think I'm, like, I, I also have to wait like my own wants and expectations too. So like when I'm, when I'm factoring that in, like what I was hoping for, this just, just fell a little bit short of that. So, Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's move on to pacing and progression. I feel, I feel like this is a really weird one to, to rank in an open world game, which is why I'm so glad it's your turn to go first. Okay, so this is one where, like I mentioned while you were talking about story, I was trying to have not my feelings from that not hinder my feelings of the story because I think the story is incredible, but I didn't experience it in order, and I really wish that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to not let that because I could still go back and do it, replay and right. experience it in order, and the story will still be amazing. So I do have an issue with the pacing. Um, I think, I think. Having the freedom to do whatever you want, whenever you want, is incredible in today's day and age with gaming. Um, But I feel like there are consequences, and if you are okay with those consequences, that's perfectly fine. And I respect that opinion. I don't really care for the consequences. I like linearity in my story, so I feel like pacing and progression... I'm going to give it a 3, because I know that if I did it the right way, it would be a 4. So I'm going to give it a 3. Three. Okay, that's like I'm trying to I'm trying to make up my mind of like if I agree with that or not. Like like on one hand, like uh, first of all, I, I I definitely agree with you. I know I'm gonna sound like like Darth Sidious here, or Chancellor Palpatine, but like sometimes too much freedom is a bad thing. You know, like <laughs> you need a little bit you need a little bit of structure to kind of get you from where you want to go first to second to third in order to make and that's another thing by the way that i left out with story that also drove me up the freaking wall is like listening to those cutscenes again and then over again, and, and over again. yeah yeah yes and that's a perfect that's a perfect um segue into into at least the structure which and i don't know if structure bleeds necessarily in my own thought process into pacing and progression but like i mean the thing about the thing about tears of the kingdom which is also true about breath of the wild you can do you can do the game at your own pace and you can do mm-hmm. anything that you want at at your own pace. So I like I, I almost think by default like it should get a good score for that, right? Cuz you, you could completely dictate what yeah. kind of pace that you want to go on and what kind of adventure you want to have. Um I was thinking more of a technical aspect. Yeah. Like, if you really consider it, you you start off, you get the the prologue, you get up to the sky, you get your tutorial, you go down to look at land, and you hear, hear about the phenomenon. You go take out each phenomenon, and as you are doing those, Lookout Landing is growing. And that's like progression, story progression. Yeah. And then once you do the phenomenon, you got the, the stuff that's going down at the castle. And then you learn, okay... Gandor's not really here. We need to find the fifth sage. Blah, blah blah. And like, I feel like the the pacing and progression is actually really good. It's just hindered by the fact that you could do it out of order, yeah, any way right? you want. Like I'm thinking That's of the game the as it that... should be, and it's like, okay, yeah. you do the sky, great. You really come good. down, yeah. You come yeah. down. You look at landing, great. You do. Maybe you go to the depths for, the, for that first time where you have to go see Robbie down there, and then you do right. the four regional phenomena. You do the castle. You do Kakariko. Then you do um the construct factory and now it's again and like i feel like when you lay that out it's like yeah it's actually really good yeah like that is pretty good but that you're, seems like, like a very standard zelda game right there yeah but like you're, you're right the it, it's just the way that the game is structured doesn't allow that good pacing to shine through or again like maybe it, i'm like i'm really conflicted because i feel like i think i'm gonna give it a four 
I think I'm going to give it a okay. four because, again, like, I, I feel like by default, like, you, you almost have to give it a high score because you can make it anything you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And and I think for my own brain, I, I completely see what you're saying. I think for me, I'm going to remove the structure of the game from this. And that, that to me is more so weighted, I guess, in the story, which may or may not be fair. I don't know. But in my brain, that's more so how it works. Mm-hmm. I think I think a four is appropriate because you know you could do whatever you want, how you want, and when you if you do the game the prop the proper way, but like the way that it intends you to do, I, I think that that's like a pretty you know, yeah it's good got adventure really good progression. Yeah, it yeah. does. Like like one thing that I was thinking about, Al, is when we played Breath of the Wild this year. Like I think we just did like a a quick like it was just like you know you, you start Breath of the Wild, you do the four divine beasts, you go fight Ganon. Like that felt to me like a really crisp fast-paced adventure and i never played breath of the wild that way it's always been like okay we're we're doing the whole big daddy map here we're getting all the shrines we're getting all the whatevers Mm -hmm. and then when once there's like not a morsel left then we're fighting clammed again and i think if you did the same thing with tears i think that this would maybe shine through a a bit more i agree maybe i have a slight hindrance in how i feel about it because i also did the hundred percent right so there's like so much extra content being thrown at you which is great it's 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 wonderful that nintendo gave us that much content but for me i was over here like i can't go do this part until um one andy tells me to because we're going to talk about it on the podcast (laughs) or two (laughs) or two i gotta go find 300 koroks you know so there there was also that that kind of bugs me but again i'm not gonna let that like really deter my score otherwise it would be like down to a two i'm gonna I'm trying to keep it fair where I'm like, I know it's good, and I know the next time I play, it'd probably be a four. But I know how I first experienced it, and I'm going to take it down to a three. Allison, you are cleared to engage the Gerudo phenomenon. Repeat, (laughs) you are cleared to engage. No, dang it, I'm not ready. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, All right. Well, I think that's like the hardest definition one for me on this list. Uh, The next one is a lot easier, which is gameplay and combat. And... I mean, this has to be a five, right? Like gameplay. And when I say when I say gameplay, like I like I'm lumping in. There might be some debate whether like Ultra Hand and and Fuse and stuff like that oh, should be in items it or totally gameplay. Does. Yeah. That, that, yes. You would cons- I, I would consider, I consider that gameplay. That. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Then I it's, would. It's got to be an easy five, right? Like this is one of those ones where we were just talking about how freedom is a little bit has a little bit of consequences. This what this is where freedom is like. Yeah. Really enhancing the game experience. Yes. You have complete freedom to do whatever the heck you want. You could build a spaceship. You Dude, could make. I've seen people you... build Metal Gear Rex. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like you could, <laughs> you could chop off a Lionel's horn and attach it to your greatsword. Like yeah. you could do so many cool things. Um, the different arrow combinations are so cool. It's just like this is where freedom. It's this is crazy. where freedom in the Zelda series is like insane. You could like. Go through ceilings to get to an upper like region. You can, you can a rewind time, and then like it goes for it. The, the, like the gameplay, this game shouldn't exist. Like the gameplay, it is, really is just like I, I I don't know how in terms of like pure raw gameplay. Like I was talking about at the beginning when I was like, if gameplay is your thing, this is probably the best game you've ever played. In terms mm-hmm. of like pure raw gameplay, is there anything that may have ever been better than Tears of the Kingdom in like what you can do, how you can do it, what you can build the thi- like it it's that this game exists is just like bonkers, right? Like Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It's it's absolutely insane. And I've seen people make videos and talk about how like the technical difficulty of letting you like just barely like just strip through a video game world so you can yeah. ascend to a, t a higher region is like absolutely insane to people. The um, seamlessness of going from the sky down to the depths is also like quite the feat. So yeah, the, the gameplay and the combat, I'm combining both of those because of the uh, the um, the powers that you get with the zone I arm. Like, yeah. I feel like those connect the two things for me. And that, yeah, it's incredible. I would give this a five too. Easy five. Yeah, easy five. But just the amount, the amount of options, the amount of things you can do, the amount of web, like, I actually, I wasn't even focusing on combat necessarily, but you're right. Like the, the fuse bleeds into combat, which is another yes, incredible, exactly. like an incredible achievement in and of itself. Like any one of these four, well, I don't know, maybe not recall or, or ascend by themselves, but like, man, fuse and ultra hand, like by themselves would be enough of a gimmick to like sell any Zelda game anytime. And like, mm -hmm. that would have been incredible on an, on their yeah. own. But like when you, when you combine them together, it's just like, holy smokes, is this ever just like on another level. So, yeah, the people listening are like, <laughs> do you like freedom? Do you not like freedom? You, this, <laughs> people listening are on a roller coaster, man, because they're just like, oh my god, one minute we're giving like, out fives, one minute we're giving out twos. Two. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like this game is so like I feel like I was on a roller coaster playing it because I was like, this is so incredible, and then I was like, oh, I hate this, and it's like, wow, look at this. This is a wow. This is unreal. So we're with you. We're on the roller coaster together. All right, let's uh, let's keep it moving here. Let's go to items. Items. items and abilities so like so okay first of all let's just preface in terms of abilities we just lumped that into the gameplay and i think that yeah. we should, should we try and separate those because i mean your abilities are ultra hand fuse the things that we just like said single-handedly gave gameplay like a five yeah in terms That's of tough. items like in terms of items there's it's weird because i mean does this game have I, I mean i guess you could say like your swords and stuff like that but it doesn't have like traditional items necessarily right like no i'm thinking of like you have a really large inventory because of like stuff that you collect on your adventure that doesn't does that not really count as items because like you can you can merge stuff together and i would yeah. think those are items I mean, well, here's here's a couple uh items and abilities here obviously the champion abilities are going to fall under this umbrella Okay, Which, that's, um, okay. That's like a uh, yeah, that's, that's not like that a, great compared to Breath of the Wild for it's me. It's like a three, you know? Mm -hmm. It'd be a four if Sidon did anything useful. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sidon. like uh I don't know, like what like there's not really traditional items that you can get. I mean like you even your even your weapons, like I think the the variety of weapons in this game is like far lesser I guess than bomb flowers bomb flowers is an item wouldn't you say i mean yeah but is that like is that something that we're like really excited like bombs have been in zelda since the dawn of time i was so excited like... about bomb flowers i thought that was really cool going back to bomb flowers uh, um okay okay my point is, is that like your items in this game are like less like breath of the wild i think had way better items but the this game doesn't have good items on purpose because it wants you to fuse stuff together which again we've kind of already covered that in gameplay and combat so mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't yeah, know this is an odd one this is this one's odd because should we just call it a I three and give it a day like yeah i think so because like what did I just yeah say? we call the give it a three and call it a day that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> oh god what did you say before i don't know <laughs> 
it's just an odd one because yeah, we we lumped the abilities into the gameplay because like how can you not? How can you not? That's yeah. like the the biggest crutch of the gameplay is having those abilities. So having the abilities by themselves is obviously like to me another five, but like it doesn't to me it's not like about like having the ability per se. It's like how the ability gets into your gameplay. So that's I why agree. I did gameplay a five yeah, and I combat agree. a five. So I, I'm gonna say let's just say three. I think a three is appropriate because okay. I feel like the the champion abilities that's certainly that's definitively something Those are we can average. say. Which yeah, are average. Because mm-hmm. um, two are great and two are. N- like you don't use yeah i think like and i guess there's a third two in there somewhere i mean <laughs> like <Our fifth. laughs> God. I, I guess i guess you could consider like some of the stuff that you can make in the game like the but it, like like the the motorboats and like the the cars and monster trucks and whatever your john deere tractor like like all the zonai equipment a, yeah like that could be an item but like i i feel like that's more of a function of gameplay yeah. Obviously, like, so much of this is, is like, you know, these fake boxes and fake categories that we're creating to put this all into. Um, I, I feel like for Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, items in, in combat and gameplay really are, like... They, like, coexist. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, let's just give it a three. Okay. I feel like that's fair. I think that's fair. Dungeons. Dungeons, Anybody dungeons, come dungeons. come in and tell us something different about the items dungeons i guarantee you someone's gonna tell us something different about our ranking or he's gonna be like you guys are so dumb the way you didn't think about this there's only a dragon yes yes there it is somebody clip it (laughs) love it all right yeah go to hell Corey. take one from both of us um Yeah, last week he's like, oh, Andy, there's already the dancing dungeon dragon. There's already dragon dungeons. It's like, dude, go to hell, Corey. Come on. All right, let's talk about these dungeons. Poor Corey. Um, this is a strange one for me. Because yeah. I feel... I, I'm ready to definitively say that the dungeons in Tears of the Kingdom are far superior than the dungeons in Breath of the Wild. I can say that with certainty. Yeah. I can also gonna... say that I was disappointed with some of the dungeons, though, in Tears of the Kingdom a lot. Right. I would also lump in the shrines into the dun- dungeon aspect. Okay. I, um. Let me ask you a question. Like, I, I feel like for me... Like, the shrines in Breath of the Wild and the shrines in Tears of the Kingdom are, are basically just, like, a wash. Because, like, all of them all of them were fun. All of them had, like, really, you know, they make use of their abilities, like, the, the ruins and, and whatnot that you have. So, for, for me, I, I think it's a wash. Maybe with a slight edge toward Tears of the Kingdom because there wasn't any of that, that gyro silliness where you had to spin your freaking Joy-Cons. Right. Those were horrible. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't think of, like any particular shrines in either game that stuck out that I was just like, wow, that was awesome. There probably are those shrines. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. Um, I would definitely say that the Tears of the Kingdom dungeons are superior. There's only one that I really didn't like. Let's just talk about it. Or, I mean, the Water Temple sucks. Yeah, the Water Temple sucks. I know a lot of people kind of get down on the Wind Temple, but I actually really liked it, uh, especially getting to it. I, I always consider the part of getting to the dungeon as part of the dungeon. Um, I agree. Which I think I've talked about in other definitive rankings because I feel like 
if it's a chore to get there, I'm just like not excited. And but if it's like a lot of fun to get there, I'm like so pumped, especially with the Wind Temple. It was so cool getting up there. So yeah, I feel like for me, the dungeons are a four because just because if if the Water Temple had just been better, it probably would have been a five. But it really kind of hurt it for me. So I'm going to give the dungeons a four. We landed on the same spot. I am also giving it a four. Um, okay. But I, I think a difference is for me, if the water dun- if, or if the water temple would have been really awesome, it probably still would have been a four. I'm I'm giving it a four, but I feel like that's like a little generous on my end. But I like okay. I really loved the fire temple. I I think that that is like such an awesome like you know give me those mine cards. Factory was so cool. The construct factory was awesome. That the construct factory is is funny because it's like almost the same thing as a water temple, but like. The fact that it was just like themed a little bit differently really like I love that. Whereas like the same exact thing for the water temple just like did not work for me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, although getting to the water temple, like you've pointed out a couple times, was cool because then you go to like the old abandoned uh, what call where the cool music is playing. The waterworks, waterworks yeah, that's where the water temple should have been. Yeah, like so I don't know what they were doing with that. The, the water temple just like it, I don't know what they were thinking with this water temple. It just it's it's in the wrong spot. It's not it's not got anything to do with water. Like your water it temple does. has nothing not really. It's like you're using water, water to clean up mud. That's basically it. <laughs> There's water up there. I mean I understand where you're coming from. It felt there was elements of it that did feel like a water temple to me, like raising and lowering water levels and stuff like that. I'm like, ooh, this is pretty typical water temple stuff. Uh, but And like the boss fight was disappointing for me but it was still Whoa. water themed like uh, we'll get there we'll get there in the water. <laughs> so, so i mean obviously we don't need to beat up on the water temple like we all i think we all recognize that that's the weak link of the game but i i totally agree with you i think the storm arc ship was awesome mm-hmm. uh getting up there was like such uh unbelievable experience like you're just going up mm-hmm. and up and up like that that was like so awesome um yeah the uh i almost called it the spirit temple again but the lightning temple was incredible like it Mm -hmm. just like classic ocarina of time spirit temple vibes the sequence getting up to there was awesome defending Mm -hmm. Town was awesome um that again felt like a very traditional zelda dungeon to me i love the as mentioned love the construct factory fire temple's awesome the these dungeons could not have gotten a five for me i think no matter what because though they all have Our the structure. same gimmick. Yes. Yeah. There's five locks. No, wait. There's one lock, five keys, basically on all of them. Sometimes there's only four. And it's like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, we we could have done something, like, way cooler. We could have went back to, to a traditional make you think, make you plot, make you strategize kind of Zelda dungeon. And instead... I mean, also, I you know all the puzzles and all the areas can be cheesed, yeah. and like that makes them a little less. I tried really hard when I for when when I was playing this to not cheese them, but I, when I was looking at, it, I'm like, there's I could just ascend straight through this fire temple, you know. <laughs> and, but and the thing is, you're supposed to like that's that, that's what the game wants you to do. Like it wants you to to break the the rules, break the physics, which which is fine like yeah but like it's not but i like the puzzles that make you think exactly. too, that there's only one solution i i okay don't get me wrong i think it's really cool when you see somebody do something like i andy and my brother and i were playing together um and i was watching him do something completely different and i'm like my brain does not work that way and i think that's really cool that that's an option 
but I just um I also just struggle with a yeah. little bit where it's like you could you could literally just ascend through something in the spirit temple and it would be you just skip the puzzle. That's what I have an issue with. If you like skipping the puzzle altogether, I think. And that that that's a thing that you could do. I mean like like here's the thing is like you get to once you once you defend so I did the lightning temple fourth out of mm-hmm. uh out of the five dungeons. Me too. Yeah. And before I ever even set foot in that dungeon, I knew exactly what I would need to do. I would need to unlock four gizmos in order to get to the boss. And I feel like knowing that walking in, and I knew I'd get the exact same cutscene at the end, by the way, mm-hmm. which I drove me nuts. Right. But like, I feel like that is, you know, it's just, it's not, there's diminishing returns when you do that. And unfortunately for me, I feel like those diminishing returns would have been far worse because like I'm counting the, the divine beasts as well. So like, I feel like I've already done five of these style of dungeons and now I'm coming in and I'm doing another four and granted, like the, the aesthetic theming them really helps. But at, yes. at the end of the day, it's like, they're still the same thing in a different coat of paint. Right. So I think that while they're, they're fun, but you know, we just got a comment from, from Bat Rogan. That I, I wanted to read that the, too. It's a good one. Hit the nail on the head. They're not, yeah. they're not puzzle solving. Like they're not problem solving. I guess, I mean, they are problem solving, but they're not. They are problem solving, yeah, not, not puzzle, puzzle solving. Yeah, not puzzle solving, which I think is a really good way to put it. Um, yeah. It's, and it's, that's what I, that's what I crave, you know, in a dungeon. Yeah. So like my, another good example, as soon as I saw that comment from Bat Rogue is like my dad, he was given a, like a maze when he was a kid and they're like, okay, draw a line from the beginning to the, to the middle. And he's like, okay. And he drew a straight line. That's problem solving, yeah. you know? not the puzzle solving, which is what I would have done and been like, okay, how do I solve this puzzle? And I want that from my Zelda games, not just like, how do I go here to here in a straight line, which you can do in these dungeons. Dude, that just reminds me of Inception when Leo DeCap is just like, you got to make a maze. It takes me one minute to, uh, to, to get through. And then, uh, they make the circle map. Dude, have you ever seen Inception? Yeah, but it's been forever. Okay. I, I don't remember. I, see, I saw the dead look in your eyes. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully someone out there gets that. Remember that. I need to rewatch that movie. It's been so long. Great movie. Uh, really yeah. Good. I rewatched Mad Max Fury Road last night. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, a fun one. I'm ready for Furiosa. I'm okay. ready for it. There you go. Um, yeah. So I, I can't remember. I So I give it a four. You give it a four, right? Yeah. Because even though you can do this in a straight line, the puzzles are still really cool if you do the puzzles. You know what? Oh no! I think I gotta. Go, I think I gotta go to three. I'm sorry. No, Andy, come I on. Think, I think I do. I think I gotta. I think I gotta. After Why? everything What's that I just good? said, like uh, the 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 puzzle versus problem solving, like it's it's not. I would. Th- I went into this originally with the intention of giving it a three because I think that there's a lot of pros, but like a lot of cons. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, okay, I think maybe the pros outweigh the cons, but I, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that they do. I, I really, I don't know that they do. So I think I'm, I think I am going to, I'm going to bump it back down to a, a three, which is where I was originally going to rank it in the first place. Yeah. I mean, another part that helps me with like determining how I rank dungeons is like how I feel like Twilight Princess dungeons feel like a chore to me. Mm. Tears of the Kingdom dungeons don't feel like a chore to me. I think they're, except maybe the water temple. They, I feel like they're so fun and like they, it felt like an evolution after the divine beast. Like, yes, it's got the same gimmick, but there's, um, 
there's a lot of better puzzles. They're themed better. There, there's like so much fun to get up there and figure out what the, what's going even on with the temple, like the mystery of them. Yeah. And it felt like a callback. Like, like yes, they they weren't like they didn't totally go back to classic Zelda dungeons, but it felt like a callback to classic Zelda dungeons, and which is what I really wanted. Um. So yeah, I'm still gonna stick with a four because I think they did a really good job. I just think that right. if the water temple had been better, it would have been five for me. Yep, that's uh, that's totally fair. I guess all I would say to that is like, ask me what I would give the Dungeons of Breath of the Wild. Uh, it would yeah, be, I would give those a lot lower. It would not. It be would. Pretty. I. I'd probably give those a three to be honest, though. Anyways, continue. Um. All right, let's move on <laughs> to two, 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 two enemies and bosses. Okay, this is what I'm talking about right here. I, did I go first last time, or do you go first? I don't want to steal any thunder here. Uh, I think it's your turn. I don't remember. Ah, whatever. Okay, I'll, I'll go, then you go next time. Okay. I'm going to... All right, so let's let's just uh, let's just rewind here. So we have... Let's start with the bosses. I think the Ganondorf fight was uh, pretty awesome. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, Phantom Ganon fight in Hyrule Castle, pretty awesome cool mm -hmm. cutscene really cool yep. um the the goma queen like that pretty good digging that mm -hmm. uh mukturok no mukturok that's, was lame that Poor water temple just dropping the scores for us <laughs> he, he's a tough one that that one stinks um yeah who oh, i can't remember is it marble goma not marble marble goma, goma. Mm -hmm. is it marble okay yeah the the fire temple boss that one is really fun in the fire temple when you're fighting it yeah, in the depths not so much that, yeah yeah um, and then Colgera, which is an awesome Incredible. boss fight. And then on top of that, you're going to add in some Gleox into the mix. Mm -hmm. You're going to add in the Froxes, which I think is a, a really fun fight. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to sprinkle in some Constructs, like the big, the big mean babies the that fluxes. you fight. The Flux, yes, Flux Construct, thank you. And uh, of course, you, you do have uh, Lionels coming back, which I thought were used a little bit more sparingly, which kind of mm -hmm. made them feel like a bigger deal to me. So I'm, I'm between two scores right now. What should I do? Okay. Um, here, here's a thought that might take you down to the lower score. Cause we're talking also enemies. We are. There is a lot of re recycled enemies. Um, you, you got your Bokoblins, you got your Moblins, but then you got the Horblins, which were new. You got the like legs, which were such a, like, that was a pop off moment. Like we've awesome. talked about before. Yeah. So cool. The uh, the con the mini constructs are also a really cool new. They're basically Bokoblins, but like they're a new addition to the roster. So yeah, there are oh. a lot of repeats. And you have the boxing match, which is oh, awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of repeats, but I feel like some of them are used in a new and exciting way, like where you you team up with the people of Hyrule to fight them or the pirates that are in Lurelin or whatever. And I think like, yeah, yes, there are a lot of Bokoblins, Moblins everywhere, but they're mm -hmm. used in a new evolved way. Um, the, the new addition of the bosses, like the mini bosses are great. I feel like all the bosses, except for maybe the, the, is mud, the outlier yeah. is like, yeah, the outlier. Um, having Phantom Ganon in the overworld was also a pop-off moment for me. Like when I first saw him come out from the gloom hands was like, oh my God, this is sick. I, even even the gloom hands, like, I, I mean, that's almost kind of like a boss and it's certainly an enemy. Those are creepy little things. Oh, yeah. and, and of course we just got a, a great comment in the, uh, in the chat. 
Koga fights. Those were awesome. Those were incredible. This is going to be a four for me. I think I'm going to four. Yeah. I I had two scores in my mind. One was a five and one was a four. Okay. You know what? I'm going to give it a five. five? I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. I think like we just listed off like a ton of boss fights and there's Mm -hmm. really only one stinker in the bunch. Like the the rest of them were, were all awesome. I think the only thing that really kind of turned me off is when you do the boss rush, it's just so, it's a ridiculous amount of bosses. Yeah. Um, the taluses, the high, I love talus. I love fighting taluses, but like it was too much for me. So I think that's the only thing that takes it away from a five is just like, it was too much of a good thing, I guess, maybe where Nintendo was like, let's just put every square mile. You have to have a mini boss in there. And I think that kind of took it away. But I feel like the evolution from Breath of the Wild was incredible when it came to enemies and bosses. So I'm going to give it a, it'd be a high four, but there's just something about, something about Mukturok and the too many that kind of took it down for me. Well, I mean, like, you know, too too much of a good thing is certainly can become a bad mm-hmm. thing. Right. And, and yeah. I think this is to my advantage because I was like, hell no, I am not doing, I'm not getting <laughs> any of those Lionel medals, the, the Talus medals, nothing. I'm not doing it. So... <laughs> I think I was because... about to be like, that Lionel Melis doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Well, because you're a better player than me actually makes this score lower for you on your end. So <laughs> I, I actually, my bad gameplay skills are paying off here. But yeah, I think that um, I can look past the one stinker and it's just, I had like, I had so much fun fighting Koga. The gloom, um, the gloom Gleok fight was was incredible. Yeah, that was super cool. Gleok fight, King Gleok was my biggest, yeah, probably oh, one of my biggest fights, dude. and it was rough because I went too early into it too early, and I was like, "This is so rough." <laughs> I actually think like um, of all of the other boss fights that I would critique a little bit, yeah, it might be actually Ganondorf that I was kind of like wanting. Oh, no, a I bit loved more. Ganondorf. No, oh yeah, I remember you said like the pacing is kind of weird and odd and. It's it's very it slow metal. and methodical, and I wanted I like a more it. like grr, like fight like brawl kind of with like better music and and whatever that uh, mm-hmm. we'll get to as well. I thought that was perfect. But I mean, even like for the final final boss alone, like that yeah. was that was awesome. Like that was so yeah. much more fun than the the Dark Beast Ganon from Breath of the Wild. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's not it's not even on the same book, let alone the same chapter. So yeah, I'm. I'm going to give it a five. I feel like I've been beating up on Tears of the Kingdom a little bit, but I, I'm going to give it its flowers here. I think that this is one that it deserves. So, okay. yeah. All right. I am curious to know your thoughts on this. You're going first, pal. Side okay. content and extras. Okay. Side content and extras. I'm thinking while I'm writing it down. Are you doing like Obviously, the classic pen and paper kind of writing here? Is that what's yeah. going on? Okay. My sticky note, you can't see it, but um, because I wanted to add it up at the end. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping gonna track say... of all of our scores too, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, okay, that's fine. Obviously, I'm gonna say there's too much of a good thing. Uh, there's, there's a lot of side content and it's great. Um, but also, it's just like some they're get they you reach a point where you're like, I'm over it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, there's that that kind of hinders it, however, comma. I think that the addition of the backpack Koroks was really cool and really smart. Um, having you build your way to get them to their friend. I think that's really cool. I like the Addison signs. If there just were like like 30 less, that'd be great. Um, because once again, you had to use the gimmick of building something to keep them up. And I thought that was really cool. 
Right. I love the cave system, and I love that you can connect Colton to the cave system by getting all the little, uh, what, what were they called? Bull, bullfrog, whatever. Oh, yeah, the, the shiny gimmicks that were down there. Yeah. Um, bubble frogs, I think they were called. Yes. Bubble frogs. I thought that was, I love, that's probably my favorite side content from the whole game. Um, there was all the side quests that you could do, the side adventures that you could do. Side adventures were obviously, like, better than the side quests. There were some great side quests, but, like, again, they were kind of just, like, fetch quests to mm-hmm. me, whereas side quests were much more in-depth, much more, um, I felt involved and, uh, invested. Um, so, like, I feel like the side content and extras are all great. There's just a little too much. So, I'm gonna also give that a four. I... Pretty much echo exactly what you just said. I I'm also gonna give it a four, because I mean like how can you not right? Like even in, like there's just there's an outrageous, outrageous amount of stuff that you can do in this game, and this is why this one and pacing progression I feel like are, are just so like hard to to really nail down. But like you feel like you should automatically be like there's so much yeah. freedom or there's so much content. Obviously it's a five. <laughs> I mean like. There's 150 some shrines in this game, that, mm-hmm. which is wild. There's there's all these like really really fun side quests like the like the mayoral election, the Hateno school, uh, rebuilding Lurland village, fighting those pirates. Like there's there's so many cool things that you could do. The 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 big bargainer statues in the depths that you have to throw down is is four little eyeballs. Cool. Yeah, um, it's like it's it's hard not to just say like i mean geez louise like this is, has to be a five right but I, mm-hmm. I am gonna dock it down to a four because like it's like i overdosed on side content in this game like there, there's <laughs> there's too much there's too mm-hmm. much and it's like at some point like tears of the kingdom denies me the satisfaction of like okay i have 100 percent of this game i feel at peace walking away mm-hmm. and you don't get that unless you're just like going complete madman allison and you're just like i will get the hundred percent even if it kills me <laughs> and and yeah so i like i was not gonna do that but then i i did kind of feel a little bit unsatisfied walking away because i was like well i have like this to do i have that to do i have like i have like 100 side quests left but it's like there's side quests there, there's so much to do but like do you want to do it you know yeah i think that's what affects my score a little bit is like there's stuff that i didn't really care for doing um I think I rather like almost have 10, 15 more side adventures and like cut the side quests in half. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're not you're not wrong. Um All right. We have one more left. Okay. And that's music. Oh, okay. I'm thinking. Oh. I'm it's thinking. your turn to go first though. I, I know. That's why uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take this. I'm taking nice and slow, nice and slow, while I formulate my thoughts because I feel like I'm going to have to defend myself a little bit here. Yeah, because... I think we've we've talked about music a little bit in the past, and I'm I'm really high on music, and I remember you being like, eh. <laughs> I think that I'm going to give it a two. <gasps> that's re- that's way lower than a- yeah you definitely have to defend yourself oh my god andy all right here's why okay um i do think that there are some quality themes in this game for sure but if i'm if i'm being honest with myself 
How many of these quality themes are Tears of the Kingdom themes? And they're not Breath of the Wild themes. I, I already know Hateno Village sounds great. I already know Hyrule Castle sounds great. I already know Zora's Domain sounds great. I know that, like, the quiet little piano okay. motifs in the overworld sound great. What about those places, but when they have the phenomenal, the regional phenomenons going on? Yeah. Because uh, the music okay. is different. It is. It is. But I I think... Chilling. I think for me, I think that those slight variations in the themes, in the in the specific areas that you're talking about, don't necessarily make up for, I don't know, the, the lack of originality, I think, in the, mm. in the score. Because, like I mentioned in the world, this is a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. And a lot of Breath of the Wild's hard work carries over to Tears of the Kingdom. So when I'm thinking of the music, I'm like, okay, what were some like original, never heard in Breath of the Wild tracks that I really loved in Tears of the Kingdom? And I'm like... Mm-hmm. You know, I really like the breakdown part. The, the yep. um, I think that sounds great. Is yep. it, it's not used very often. It's used in Hyrule Castle, which I think is a phenomenal track. It's pro- Hyrule Castle is probably my favorite track in the game. But mm-hmm. it's like, well, 90% of it is just the same track from Breath of the Wild. And then, so I'm, I'm kind of going down the list and I'm like, okay, like the Lightning Temple sounds really good. The uh, the Fire Temple sounds like, sounds cool. Um, but like, I don't know, Colgara maybe that like that's a good track. Um, I thought that the Ganondorf music really missed the mark for me for what I was hoping for for that boss battle, mm-hmm. and I know everyone listening is just like, "Ah, you idiot!" But I'm speaking my truth, damn it, and that's what I feel. So that that one was kind of like, uh, I I don't I don't particularly remember like the like the dark dragon theme, the final battle at the end, like being a, a spectacular you know, soaring song that I wanted to hear. And, and part of this, part of this could be maybe the soundtrack just needs some time to sink in. Right. Very possible. Um, yeah. But okay. like some we games, the rest of the wild. yes, a hundred percent, but yeah. some games you just like, you're listening to the music. You're like, wow, this is incredible. Like I was playing sea of stars this year and I'm listening to that music. I was like, this is awesome. And granted mm-hmm. that, that is a more traditional, like quote unquote video game style soundtrack where like, this is obviously blending, ambient themes into the overworld a lot more whatever right i just like i i'm i'm thinking to myself i'm like okay like what's the track from this game is it the main theme like do 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 yeah probably and i'm not crazy about that track like i i don't know i like it, it's a little bit too bombastic which is ironic because i wanted the ganondorf theme to be more bombastic and that one's too slow and methodical so you know as my father once told me al i don't know art but i know what i like and i know what i don't like and I don't like the soundtrack right now. Okay. I'm sorry to say it. You know, I was going to give it a four, but just to spite you <laughs> and to counteract your two, I'm going to give it a five. Oh, jeez. There, you got the regional phenomenon, all of those, like, what the fact that, like, these people are basically dying because their water's polluted, the, the whole place is frozen, the desert is taken over with the sandstorms. And it's all so chilling. And then when you when you fix it, it goes back to its happy, cheerful theme songs. And I think it's great. You got Colgara. You got the climb up to Colgara. You got uh, the falling from the sky. You got the falling into the depths music. You got the depths music. You got Ganondorf fight. You got the the 
dragon getting into a fight. You got Zelda turning into a dragon. Her music. What are you, you just got, looking at the OST? Just listing off all these songs? Because you, said, you said what is special and original to Tears. And there's so much. Oh, Dragonhead Island song theme song is incredible. Um, okay. God. Hum that for me right now. How does that go? No, I'm not going to hum on... on, on. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess now the hummability factor doesn't matter. Oh. No, the hummability factor does matter. It's just I'm saying that there's all these works. incredible tracks. And I, I'm not musically inclined. I can't, like, hum crap. But... Or sing crap. But I'm just saying that there's so many good tracks that you are just, like... You're just not remembering or doing justice. Okay, but... And, but... The meant. main theme is so good. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's got that weird flute in there. I don't. I just. I don't dig it. It's too like. Okay. So the main theme, like when we first heard this game, was like that creepy, like. And then all of a sudden, like you listen to this main theme, it's just triumphant. You're walking in the woods, kind of like da da. And it, I don't know. It just. It didn't jive with me. And I will say too, I feel like part of the onus is on the game to make me remember those tracks. They, they gotta be so good that, like, you you have to remember it. I'm just saying. I I'm feel just saying. those are good, and I do remember them. I'm not gonna, like, sit here and, like, hum the, each and every one of them for you, but I could picture them in my mind and how I felt when I was there. Um, yeah, like, the music when you're in the in the prologue or, like, going back down into the depths. And, that like, was cool. how it keeps building until you finally get down to the bottom is so cool. You do have that breakdown in all the boss fights. Um, it's just kind of, like, layered in the background. Right. Um, the boss fight music, not every single one of them was really good. Colgara and um, Armagoma. Armagoma wasn't the best, but it was still good enough that I was like, this is really cool and epic and whatever. I just... I feel like I noticed the music more in Tears than I did in Breath of the Wild in my initial playthrough. And so, and I think it's an incredible soundtrack and they did do enough that's different. So I'm going to give it a five. That's fair. I mean, like it, I wasn't high on the Breath of the Wild soundtrack when it came out either. And it took me a while to kind of appreciate that. But mm -hmm. I, I guess to counterbalance that, to be fair to myself a little bit as well is like, that was, that was a radical departure from the style of Zelda music. Right. That had. And I, I'll throw this out for your consideration as well, Al. Just so that, okay. uh, just to defend myself a little bit here as well. So Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. This category is technically called music slash sound. Some of the sound effects in this game also, I thought, left me a little bit wanting because they were exactly the same as Breath of the Wild. Like the same, like, blue, like when you open up your Sheikah Slate or I'm sorry, your Pure Pad and Whatever. like, like all, all the, there's a lot of the sounds that were like identical. So it was, it was again, kind of a case of like deja vu a little bit. Um, yeah, but you had a lot of new, like enemies and bosses making new noises all right all right <laughs> well uh, <laughs> you can give it a five all you want but i'm i'm dropping that terrible two which That's brings horrible. us it brings us to the end of our okay. definitive ranking of tears of the kingdom now out while you were uh lambasting me for my <laughs> score on the soundtrack i was doing the responsible thing and adding up all of our uh all of our scores here and i've broken down what our final score out of five is. Um, okay. Would you would you care for me to read those off? I I got mine, but you go ahead. You okay. go for it. Out of a possible score of 50, Andy Spiteri has rated Tears of the Kingdom a 35, which equates to a 3.5 out of 5. Pretty good. And that, that fits pretty much in with my best Zelda ever ranking, where I had it, which is like a really... 
solid middle of the pack Zelda title. Mm-hmm. That that's okay. what I had mine at. Fair enough. Go ahead with yours. All right, mine out of fifty, I had forty. That's right. So that's a solid four out of five Zelda game. Which again, I am surprised because, and I did this with my ranking too, my best Zelda ever ranking. I ranked Tears very high. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do have my gripes. I say this almost every episode now. I do have my gripes, but it's such an incredible game. Like honestly, like especially with the the two really easy fives we gave it, the art style and the gameplay and combat. Yeah. Like it's obviously a very visually and technologically incredible experience so like so much of it is an is an incredible experience which is like i'm looking at my 3.5 and i'm like does that really reflect like like on one hand i feel it does but on the other hand it's like man like like if i'm just in the mood to like build stuff there's no better game to play than tears of the kingdom Mm -hmm. like like some of the categories in this in this ranking like some of these categories, Tears of the Kingdom might legitimately be the best in the entire series. So, like, it's it's not, it's almost like it's not weighted properly in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's got, like, it's like it has massive strengths, but it still has some pretty low lows. Glaring weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, just for giggles here, it looks, world and music were by far our biggest, uh, we were three points apart on music and two points apart on world. Um, other than that, um, you had one category ranked higher than me. I actually, uh, oh, excuse me, you had two categories ranked higher than me. I had two categories ranked higher than you. Pretty much, if it wasn't for music and world, we would have been pretty, pretty spot on. Pretty similar. Yeah, pretty similar. Which I think is fair. I think, uh, I think there was a lot of aspects to it that we both kind of felt the same on. Um, Yeah. But yeah, obviously, Tears is an incredible game. I don't want to dog on it too much. I'm sorry to those who feel like we do, but it is honestly a very incredible game. You critique Experience. the things you love, as my father always told me. <laughs> I can't believe we finally got it this year and that it's already been like like seven months since we've gotten it. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Very crazy. Um, so yeah, there it is, our definitive ranking of Tears of the Kingdom. Let us know what you think. So yeah, as we mentioned, uh, by the way, earlier in the show, Tears of the Kingdom is up for some awards at mm-hmm. the Game Awards this upcoming Thursday. It's up for its musical soundtrack. I, what I if it wouldn't? I don't think was it nominated for best soundtrack? I don't know, but what if what if it is, Andy? How are you gonna feel about it? I'm gonna be like, man, there's a lot of people that are wrong. It's crazy. <laughs> they need me yeah. on the voting committee to to set the ship straight. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Yeah. So, like I said, we may stream it, we may not. I don't know, but we either way, we'll we'll break down kind of everything noteworthy that happens, and and we'll get you all up to speed on everything. Um, one way or the other, either we'll stream it and piece it together for next week or, uh, just do an episode on it. We'll, we'll let you know, follow us and, and you'll find out. Um, we got best Zelda ever coming out on, I believe Rod said it was the 9th or the 16th or one of those days somewhere around there. So we're going to be breaking down that. That's one of our favorite yearly traditions to do. See kind of what our list looks like compared to what the overall Zelda dungeon list looks like. And that's going to be cool. Cause we, we broadened the, uh, the field of, of participants, this year so there's a lot more i think the social media team is in there as well as the writing team uh, obviously like us on on our side we're able to uh, to sneak our votes in so um looking forward to that that's gonna be pretty cool and um yeah then we're gonna end the year strong with uh cyberpunk zelda which oh, i'm stoked goodness. about 
Mm. I'm, I'm the committee that you're pitching to. That's yes. why I just keep telling myself because I'm like, this is not well, my genre. We're, of we're bringing Adriel back. If we do a, uh, if we do a cyberpunk episode, I feel like Adriel's okay. got to be here. So she's, she's going to join us for that as well. So I gotta, I, I do have a more feel for the genre after I haven't finished it yet, but playing uh, Final Fantasy VII, All that right, definitely feels very cyberpunky. I'll tell you what, you come, you come over here. You stay as long as you want. We're gonna watch Twilight. After we're done Twilight. We're gonna throw in Blade Runner. And we're gonna throw in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. We're gonna pop okay. in Johnny Mnemonic. Then we're gonna <laughs> pop in. Uh, you know what's a great cyberpunk classic actually? Mm. Super Mario Bros nineteen ninety three. Yeah, that it movie is. Yeah, it is. is a, a cyberpunk legend. Yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> so yeah, we we can have our own uh, cyberpunk marathon, and then you'll know exactly exactly what this is all about, and then you then you're gonna be pitching your own game. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, all right. Let, I mean, let us know what you think. I feel like this uh, this has the potential to ruffle some feathers. Uh, our definitive ranking of Tears of the Kingdom, but uh, it's all it's all done with love. It's all done in good faith. So uh, you know, let us know. Let us know if you agree or disagree. Uh, join us over on Discord, and and we can uh, debate all day back and forth. And uh, you know, we'd love to know what you think of Tears of the Kingdom and all the different categories, specific- specifically too. Like, I feel like I want some input on like where people kind of put like items and gameplay, how they weigh that. Uh, you know, yeah, what we were talking about with like story one. and structure <laughs> and pacing. Very interesting. Yep, that Very was a weird one. Um, all right. Well, like I said, we are going to get out of here. But uh, you know, follow us over on Twitter. Uh, basically, all social media. Actually, we're at the ZeldaCast at Spateri three sixteen at Allison, Aletha, like I said, join us over on Discord. Come and chat. We are very active in the chat. By the way, to everybody that tagged us and showed us all of the love in your Spotify rap. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. That's uh, thank made my day. Thank you. Seeing yeah, like, me all too. the, the Zelda cast and Omegas on there was like really awesome. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to see it. So to everybody that, that I mean, Everybody that listens in general, of course, but like mm-hmm. anybody that you know listen to our voices enough to have them appear in your top five, like that's really awesome. And thank you so much, very cool, very appreciated. So uh, shout out to you guys. Um, and yeah, I mean, if like if you're if you got us in your top five, come on over to Discord, come and chat with us. Mm-hmm. We won't bite. Maybe. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay, <laughs> we stream these episodes every week. If you didn't know, we're on Twitch.tv forward slash the Zelda Cast. So come and hang out with us. Can see our lovely faces every Sunday, usually around noon Mountain Time, as we talk Zelda. Uh, we are available wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, recommend, rate, review, all of that fun stuff. If you got a Zelda fan in your life, tell them about the Zelda Cast, where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. That, my friends, is going to do it for us. But we'll be back here next week with some Game Awards coverage and other fun Zelda stuff. So until then, take care. Bye. <laughs>